Hi, welcome to Atrium Talks. Hi, Bhagwan. Hi, Deepa. Bhagwan, so far we've been talking about data quantification and how this informs firm strategies and individual decisions and makes all of this better. So today we're going to be talking about something a little different. We're going to be talking about measuring your life. We're going to ask, how do you measure your life? Measure my life. Hmm. This is the last episode, so we are going for the big one, huh? Yes, we are. Okay. Why measure my life? You know, in the context of organizations, we said that you cannot improve what you cannot measure. Okay. Analogously, for individuals, I think all humans, it's been famously said, are in search of a better world. But how do we find that better world if we don't define, quantify what is better? Okay. So what are the metrics for measuring my life? What should I look for? Well, I guess the, uh, in, in the individual context, the metrics would be personal values. Personal values, okay. Right. And this could range from individual prominence to, I remember Christensen, who remarked that when he was confronted with the diagnosis of cancer, the role of individual prominence just floated away for him. And he said at that moment, it was very clear to him that what was important was how many lives he had touched while, you know, on this earth. So, and that became a very important value for him. And these values could be different for different people. Absolutely. And for him, it was how many lives he has touched. Yes. And this could range from individual prominence to people's lives you've touched to, you know, family to a whole bunch of things. Yeah. But I am worried that we may be in a well. We may be inside a well and thinking we are getting better and better and better, but we might be caught in what in my field we call it a local game, a local maxima. I see your point. So, you know, I remember we, when we were talking about organizations, we said that you can either invest in incremental changes, right, marginal innovations that are sustaining, right. uh, but they're also low value, or you could invest in discontinuous change, right, innovations that represent a fundamental discontinuity from who you are as a firm. But these innovations are radical innovations that also bring in, they're risky, but they bring in a lot of value into the firm. Right. right. So I want to be able to look beyond the valley, there might be a bigger peak elsewhere. Right. Correct, correct. Are you in the valley and should you get to the peak? Yeah. Okay. But oftentimes it happens to people when they're confronted with a crisis, an illness, yeah. a death, yeah. a divorce. So are you telling me that I need to find a crisis for myself? No, Bhagwan. I think we wouldn't have the iconoclasts that we have or the social reformers we have in society. We wouldn't even have the world we have right now if that was the case, right? A lot of this change has also come in non-crisis conditions. And I think, you know, it's, it doesn't need a crisis. So how do I know that I am doing the local maximization. I'm not caught in a well, so to speak. But I'm not willing to look beyond the valley. How do I know that? Metrics, again. Okay. Right? And uh, what kind of metrics? I think we're asking the question, or we must ask the question, am I the same person I was 15 years ago, 20 years ago? Am I doing the same thing I was doing 15 years ago? 20 and if years I ago? am, you should be a little suspicious that maybe you are not looking beyond the valley. Maybe. The difference is 
is what you're doing an outcome of examination? Is it an outcome of reflection? Or does it represent the path of least resistance? Does it represent a life quietly inherited? Does it represent something that's come easy to you without that level of exam? Yeah, if I'm Rishi Kapoor, my father was an actor, whose father was an actor. If I'm a dentist and my mother was a dentist, that's a sign that maybe you haven't examined. Yeah, but Bollywood, yeah, I think that's an order, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> okay. So the key here is examination. Key is examination. And it as is. the famous philosopher said, an unexamined life is not worth living. And as another very famous writer, Oscar Wilde, says, consistency is the last refuge of the unimaginative. So if you want to reimagine your life, consistency is not your path of choice. You are taking a jab at consistency. You are saying if you are the person, you know, usually we we applaud consistency, that I can trust this person, consistency. You are saying, well, maybe not so. I'm, I'm only arguing if consistency is the default or it's by design. By design, okay. If you've examined your life, then it is okay. But if you're doing what was given to you, maybe it is not. So maybe when you're looking for meaning, which is what you're saying, we shouldn't necessarily be looking for happiness. Is that right? I know we're talking about how self-examination and reflection leads you to redefine a new set of metrics for your life and redefine, reinvent your life, right, in very uh, important ways. It's also, therefore, leads you to understand what is your true meaning uh, wow. of your life. But it might be painful. Searching for meaning might be painful. So we should not confuse meaning with happiness. Sometimes this is going to lead to a lot of unhappiness. As Viktor Frankl, uh, you know, was a psychologist who spent his years in the concentration camps. And it's in the camps he discovered, you know, he, he tried to understand what led people to survive those camps versus not. And his big discovery in that whole process was it was not happiness, it was meaning. You know, if you are clear about why you exist, uh, then how you exist uh, follows, you know, from there quite easily. And therefore, happiness ensues from meaning. It's not an objective to be pursued unto itself. It ensues from uh, meaning. And I think that's, that's, you know, an important response to what you just said about yeah. pain. Okay. But it seems difficult. I think going from this hill to cross the valley to the next one is fraught with uncertainty, doubt. So how do I deal with that? You tell me, Bhagwan. why should we do it? I think I watched a very good talk by a philosopher, Ruth Chang, and she's, the talk is about how to make hard choices. And she said, these choices are difficult because they are difficult. And one way to get around this is to Make the choice you make the right one. You become the agent. You make it happen. It's not that the choices are given to you by the outside world. You make that choice and make sure that was the right choice. You're not making the right choice. You're making the choice right. As uh, Viktor Frankl very famously remarked, he said, everything can be taken away from a man or woman, but one thing the last of human freedoms, the ability to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, the ability to choose one's own way. Okay. 
So keep reimagining and keep reinventing yourself. And in the process, discover new meanings to your life. Thank you, Deepa. Thank you, Bhagwan. Thank you, Bhagwan.